Hello and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Nick Stacey podcast show. Of course, I'm Nick Stacey and I have the really cool job to help you improve your knowledge surrounding business, health, wealth, cryptocurrencies and blockchains. And as you probably know, I do this by simply discussing my successes and failures and by interviewing great people from many diverse fields to break down essentially what makes them the best at what they do by understanding their habits, routines, philosophies, beliefs, and asking their opinion on various topics. Today, my episode is number 12. Uh, I can't believe I'm on episode number 12. And I also wanted to take this opportunity to thank all of you for listening uh, over my last episodes that I've uh, created over the last kind of four to five weeks. I'm absolutely overwhelmed by the amount of people that are listening to this. So thank you all so much for listening. And a big thanks to any of you that are brand new listening. I always appreciate new listeners. And please do share everything you hear if you like it with any of your friends or associates I would really appreciate it so this episode um, is really kind of crypto cryptocurrency focused I've brought on uh, a really nice guy uh, I found him on Twitter by following him for quite a period of time now uh, his name's Dan and you'll find him on Twitter as the 360 underscore trader now Dan is kind of well known in the cryptocurrency world um, currently. Uh, he has been voted and selected the top within the top 10 cryptocurrency traders by the ICO journal. And he has also been selected in the top 20 cryptocurrency cryptocurrency influencers in 2018 by cryptoclarified.com. Now, this gentleman has been in the military and he has also been a military brat and traveled all over the world with his father, who was in the US Air Forces. He's been very, very busy over the years. So he currently owns two businesses and he also offers a free service via his 360 trader platform where he teaches you how to trade in cryptocurrencies and other stocks. Uh, there is some paid content there, but the majority of it is free. And you know what? He is an exceptionally nice gentleman. So in this episode, we talk a little bit about his mindset and his experiences of being a child and moving around so much and how that may have helped him or hindered him uh, in his careers over the years. Uh, not only has he been in the military, but he he's taught himself to trade and invest in the early 90s and realized he had a good knack for it um, and started a website a few years ago called theoptimist-trader.com where he taught technical analysis or fundamental analysis for several companies and online entities uh, along teaching individuals on how to trade stocks and shares. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, currently this guy is known much more for his experiences within the cryptocurrency world. He gives advice uh, on how to buy and sell cryptocurrencies in a safe manner. So without further ado, um, please enjoy this episode and please remember to leave me feedback at the end if you feel there's anything that I should need to know. Enjoy, guys. Okay, hi, Dan, also known as the 360 Trader on Twitter. Thanks so much for joining me today and coming on for an interview. I know there's lots of people that listen to my podcast that are, are really keen to, to hear from you, along with, I think, lots of your followers I've noticed on Twitter. So thanks for taking the time to, uh, to jump on. Oh, thank you so much, Nick. I've been looking forward to this for a while, brother. Have you never been on a podcast before? No, you're the first, man. I've been holding out for you. I do have some other invites, but... Uh... 
uh, you were the first to reach out, so um, I wanted to make sure that uh, that we, we we did yours first, brother. Oh, well, awesome! Thank you, Dan. I really appreciate that. Um, I've been quite keen to to speak to you as well. There's a, a few things I want to l- learn from you about cryptocurrencies, but we'll we'll get to that. Uh, very shortly but what I normally like to do is learn a little bit about each of uh, sure. kind of the people that come on first so everybody gets to understand who you are as well um, so I normally start with kind of where where you grew up where you were born and as I know you've, you've kindly sent some information over and you've told me you're born in a picturesque place in the world called Vermont in the US ah, and, yes. uh, <laughs> as a military brat living all over the world Germany, Spain, Italy Turkey, Middle East, and all over the US. But what I'd like to know is, um, I'm ex-military myself, but my father wasn't in the military, so I have no experience of growing up with, uh, you know, a parent who was in the military. And it's always kind of fascinated me. I've got friends, but I've never actually really asked the question, particularly to um, anyone from the US either. So can you tell me a little bit about what your childhood was like, uh, moving around so much and having a father that was in the military? Absolutely, Nick. Well, first of all, thank you for your service there uh, on that. Anyone who's who's done service definitely deserves a big thanks. So thank you. No, for same that. to you. And real quick, I, aren't congratulations in order? I heard you were in the top 100 for uh, for uh, podcasts here recently. Is that true? I was. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I was. I was quite surprised, to be honest with you. It's uh, it's moving on a lot quicker than I expected. I only started doing podcasts purely to to learn from other people, not to really gain anything. But it's it's getting quite exciting at the moment. Well, congratulations to you. I can definitely understand why I went back and listened to a few, few of your recent ones. And uh, I can I can definitely understand how you got ranked, brother. So congratulations there. Awesome. Thank you, Dan. So basically, um I, I would definitely not. I don't regret anything about being a brat, and I, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't give any of it back. You know, there's things that you miss out on, and and one of that, one of those things is um, a lot of people that grow up in the same location. You know, they're able to to build those long lasting relationships, uh, mm-hmm. have, have these friends that they've had for life. You know, and 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 really just plant roots. So. Mm-hmm. So that would be what I think most people would consider the the negative. Um, however, the positives for me, I, I think, far far exceed any of those. You know, because I've been yeah. able to, e- even from a child, I've been I've traveled the world, and you know, I, I've made many friends. Now I do have a flaw. I'll tell you one of my flaws. Yeah, my flaws is because I've spent most of my life moving. You know, every couple years, two to three years. I, uh, I, I haven't kept friends from, from location to location. Like I'm just so habitually on the move, uh, throughout my life that I just never developed that ability to, to have lifelong friends, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. So, yeah, so that, that part was difficult, but I, I, but in, in, on the opposite side of that coin, I've been able to, that's my dog in the back. <laughs> that's okay. I have a little multi poo and uh, he's like a little alarm. So <laughs> it's okay. If anyone's listening out, by the way, you're, are you in Texas at the moment? I am. I am. I, uh, I'm actually out in East Texas. I spent a lot of time in Dallas, you know, on business, but uh, so I'm kind of back and forth and I do a lot of traveling, but, but yeah, so for the military thing, I would definitely say that, um, Getting to see the world, experiencing different cultures, mm-hmm. um, having that whole life, uh, that whole world uh, type of a lifestyle, I, I've absolutely loved it. And it's, and it's something that I continue to do even now, even now that I'm retired, 
you know, I, I enjoy, there's still so much of the world I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, but I'm very adventuresome because of that past that, that I got from being a brat. So, yeah, uh, I can imagine though. I mean, as a child, did you find it difficult though at all? You know, tell me a bit about that. What was it like as a child? I mean, obviously now you're, you're an adult and you've, you know, you're, you're kind of fully grown, let's say, yeah. um, you know, you can look back at it and realize the positives from it. Was there any time when you were younger where you found it difficult moving around all the time and not being able to make friends? Sure. Sure. I think the difficult thing was moving from, uh, in and out of schools, you know, there was some years I'd be in a couple schools in one year. I mean, so that part, you know, yeah, but every, yeah, even even if you go from second grade to second grade from a school to school, they're not they're not exactly moving at the same pace. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to pick up uh, what you've missed, and you're not really starting where you stopped. You're just you're just kind of picking yeah. up wherever they're at. So to me, that was probably the most difficult thing, and then always being the outsider, if you will. Yeah, yeah, um, I can imagine. Yeah, always being the outsider. That that part was difficult. Yeah, I can imagine. So, uh, so was your father in the Air Forces? Correct. He was in the uh, U.S. Air Force. Uh, he did about twenty-two years, um, wow, I okay. believe. So he did the full. Yeah, absolutely. So we got to live kind of everywhere, and and uh, a very honorable career. And you know, my father is to this day is is my is definitely my hero. Well, absolutely, because you know, you as I've learned, you've been in the the Air Forces as well, and and you did correct. twenty years. Is that correct? That is correct. I did 20 and that was enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't, put, couldn't push out the extra two like your father. No, that's right. That's right. So I guess he beat me on that one. <laughs> did you feel that because your father was in the Air Forces, it was something that you had to carry on as a tradition? Uh, or, or was it just something that y- your father inspired you and you thought, I, I fancy a piece of that as well? You know, honestly, I did. I did test college out of high school. Um, I went to Pensacola Christian College, Florida for a semester, and okay. I just wasn't in, at the point in my life that I was. I wasn't, I didn't enjoy it. Like, I just didn't feel like I was doing what I was supposed to do, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for that it time. does. Yeah, for that time period in my life. Um, and um, looking back on uh, all the, you know, my father's career and everything that he did and how successful he was and how great of a family we had, you know, I, I, I love the idea of it. And, you know, so I, I kind of just jumped right in with both feet and um, yeah. So it was kind of one of those things that I saw as an exciting, adventuresome life. You know, a lot of people join the military for many reasons. You know, some do join for college, uh, which, which I did do eventually when I was ready for it. But, uh, but for me, it was that, it was that life, that, that adventuresome life, you know, that I was used to. Absolutely. And did, did you see any action? If you don't mind me asking Dan. I did. I did. I actually, uh, it's funny when you, when you ask somebody that's in the Air Force that if they did, they were either, uh, you know, pilots, which yep. I was not. Um, I was actually enlisted. Um, or it's the security force members, which are, you know, the ground pounders of the Air Force. So a lot of times when you say Air Force, you've heard it. I know you have. You well, I'm, I'm thinking say, Top oh, Gun. We're in the chair force. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking yeah. Top Gun, actually, Dan, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. So, so, you know, I did um, a bunch of deployments. I was actually, a, a lot of people may not know uh, or remember in, in 96 when Kobar Towers blew up, I was actually in Dahran during that terrorist attack. Oh, wow. Um, that was early, early on in my, in my Air Force career. I'd only been in for two years. So 
to see that, you know, right from the get go was a definite eye opener for me. And it, yeah. And it, and it just, like I said, if you joined the military for college and then you see something like that, you realize just how big being in the military really is and just how serious it is. Yeah. So, and then um, all, all along throughout my, my career, you know, I've been deployed through all of the uh, adventures that the U.S. has been involved in. But there towards the end, you know, I spent time in, in uh, Afghanistan and Bagram and, and um, you know, uh, kind of all over the Middle East. So I did mm-hmm. get my share of, uh, of fun on the ground. Have you got any scary stories, Jam? Uh, we have some, definitely. Uh, I think uh, a few that come to mind are, uh, you know, that maybe possibly people can, can understand as being a horror story. You know, when you're actually on patrol and you're on foot and, you know, you got your gun in your hand and you're with your team and you're a leader, yeah. you know, adrenaline takes over and the job takes over and, and there's literally no fear. Um, you know, it just, that's just the way it happened for me. But when you're in the rack, yeah. and you hear the sound of incoming, you hear it whistling through the air, you know, mortars, uh, incoming mortars, and you hear the whistle through the air. I, to me, this, that's horrible because you're in the rack. And I can remember thinking to myself, Hey, God, just let me get my pants on before this thing hits. Just let me, me, if I'm going to die, I want to die with my pants on. So just let me get my pants on before this thing hits. Uh, And and there's a couple others like, um, you know, when, when, when you're outside the line, you know, a lot of our vehicles have what's called RPG netting around. Yeah. Yeah. And so getting to see, you know, the head of an RPG hit that netting and either not detonate or or detonate, you know, is extremely, extremely nerve wracking. If you, if you can understand. Yeah, I can, I, I can completely, I can completely. It's difficult to, <coughs> to get it out in words, isn't it? I mean, think, I think seeing it uh, makes visualizing it. It's a bit, bit easier, but absolutely. Um, but I'm sure people understand now, Dan, you've been really busy even throughout your years, you know, the 20 years you did in the air force, you know, You've told me that you've been, you know, you've uh, got degrees in associates in criminal justice, uh, teaching associates military, and you've got a bachelor's in sports and recreation management. And, and plus, you've been a bodybuilder. Uh, how, how do you fit all of these kind of things in? Um, so I'm a big idealist. I'm a big dreamer. But there's a difference between an idealist and a dreamer who just dreams them and then never does them. Yep. I think. I think the world is filled with those type of people. And that's great because those are the kind of people that can, you know, especially in business, they can bring things to the table. They may not know how to execute them, but they can bring them to the table. And then the rest of the team can kind of do what they're good at and make yeah. that thing come happen. So I'm lucky to be one of those people that when I dream something, I literally do everything I can to accomplish it. Um, for, for example, the bodybuilder one, I was a scrawny kid throughout my entire uh, elementary, junior high, teenage life. I was scrawny. Yeah. I, I, I told everybody I could that I was going to be a bodybuilder and get on stage when I was skinny before I touched a single weight, if, if you know what I mean. And yeah, then, of yeah. course, years down the road, it took me years. This isn't something that I could accomplish in two, three years. You know, years down the road, uh, in 2003 and 2004, I finally was able, was big enough and had put in the years of of effort to be able to actually accomplish and check that box that, Hey, and, and do what I said I was going to do. So that's, that's kind of me, man. I always have, I'm a hobbyist. I always have tons of hobbies going on. Yeah. I always have 
you know, all these goals, but I don't just, I don't just write them down. I do what I can to accomplish them. Definitely. It's really important to do that, isn't it? And I think, you know, anybody listening that I think, you know, you've got a great attitude actually uh, for cramming all of these things in over the years. And, and some people will probably look at you and think, wow, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that, but it's all about mindset, isn't it? And just, and, and instead of worrying about it, just doing it. Would you Absolutely. Agree? Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, it, we could probably take this back to my lifestyle as being a brat and having to pick things up and put things yeah. down and as, as being that foundation, um, That's that type of lifestyle of, of being who, how I am right now. That's exactly what I was thinking. Exactly what I was thinking. Now you're also a vegan. Did that, when did that come into your life? Have you always been a vegan? No. So honestly, I haven't, haven't been a vegan for that long. However, <laughs> okay. however, I, it's one of those things that where once you know something, you can't unknow it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, without being controversial, because this is a very, it's no, like, no, Dan, it's, please, you know, be yes. completely open and raw. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anytime you talk of anything that's religious or, you know, people want to fight you about it. And, and, you know, I, when I say I'm a vegan, I'm not a, a, a vegan who judges someone else because I'm, let me tell you something, Nick, here's the thing. I actually love meat. Yeah. I love to eat meat. That's me being honest. I am a natural meat eater. I spent most of my life eating meat. You know, I was told, yeah, you have that blood type. You need meat. You need to continuously eat meat. You have to eat meat to get protein. You can't make muscle without meat. All those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. All those things, you know, and, uh, you know, I've, I've just seen too many reports, too many things to, oh, and my health, I started suffering. I guess I should have really talked about that first as the main reason as to why I went vegan. And that was, I started to have, um, I, I became pre-diabetic. Okay. Um, you know, and I do have some diabetes in my family on my mom's side. My grandma had it, um, bless her soul. And she passed away. That was one of the reasons why, but, uh, you know, I, my, I was pre-diabetic. I was having a lot of inflammation. I was having a lot of joint pain, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of different it, lethargy, a lot of just things that weren't right in my body, you know, blood sugar levels, all these different things. And um, so that was the main push uh, towards the vegan lifestyle. And as soon as I adopted that, those things began to disintegrate and fall away. And my my pre-diabetes went out the window my blood sugar levels oh, that's pretty really interesting yeah yeah well and people always point at sugar now i'm about to get controversial and i know you're gonna love this yeah so yeah people, go for it people want to point the finger at sugar mm -hmm. okay if you do your actual research and your homework the reason why sugar is the culprit is because it's all of the fats and the saturated fats that create walls that okay. block the cells that are supposed to be able to absorb and use sugar. So we automatically think that it's the sugar when, in fact, the sugar that we're supposed to be able to process and assimilate, we can no longer do so okay. because our cells that are able to, to function that sugar and to move that sugar are blocked by fat. Right. Okay. That's so do you know you no that's interesting I'd never heard that one I'm I'm gonna I've taken a note of that and I'm gonna do some more research on that because that's pretty interesting I think I've heard something somewhere before very very similar and it would make sense to be honest with you it would completely yeah. make sense um, so come on tell me so diabetes and is it I mean. And other reasons, Dan. There's got to be more reasons why you went vegan. And I'll tell you why I'm, uh, I know I'll tell you why I'm focusing. For, man. 
no, I know that... what you're <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you is. why. Hey, hey, listen. Uh, to be honest, Dan, I've considered going vegan, and yeah. for the same reason as you, for health reasons, I have psoriasis, and uh, with about seventy percent psoriasis on my body now, and I, I don't really want to start taking some of the sure. system systematic drugs that the the doctors want to give me here. So sure. I'm sure. looking at and eating meat particularly is not a great thing because of certain proteins within the meat for my skin. Sure. Uh, although I'm sure there's other factors as well. I'm trying to eliminate certain parts of it. And there's also on the other side, one other reason, particularly beef, which I try and avoid anyway. And that's not because, you know, I think I'll save the animals. It's not that at all. I mean, it would probably benefit them, but me making that commitment to being a vegan wouldn't make that much difference. But I really hate how everybody blames emissions on here we go i'm getting controversial now right um right. how you know co2 emissions are blamed on car fuels aren't they and diesel cars yes. particularly but in actual fact cattle produce more co2 emissions into the environment than cars do and ever have done yeah that, that's why when i have my view on beef so there you go there's mine Dan. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i got you it's okay hey i was controversial you're controversial that's good that's good so <laughs> So, Nick, I would say, you know, just just as kind of a prerequisite of doing your own homework yeah. uh, on Netflix, I would I would go check out uh, What the Health. Yeah. OK. And I would what? check out Forks Over Knives. OK. So you're going to learn some things. Some there are some things in especially What the Health that really disturbed me about, for example, the American Heart Association, the Diabetes Association. Go look at who their sponsors are. And you'll see that when you when you watch this. Guess who sponsors these these organizations? Hey, yep, McDonald's. Dairy, meat, yeah. dairy, meat. Yes, they are actually controlled. They are actually completely under control by these conglomerate corporations, as is so many things in this world. Doesn't I mean, business, surprise me actually. That's right. Big business has control. Big whoever has the money has the power. Yeah. So yeah. you'll learn some things, you know, in there. But also they'll give you some other facts. For example. If you, you when you actually look at how much mucus is in milk, okay, and I know, yes, actually, f go find out how much mucus is actually in milk. I'm taking uh, what, notes. Yes, what percentage of meat is actually covered in feces? Up to ninety eight percent. I mean, it's it's actually just when you when you see these facts, these scientific facts. Oh, and and when you realize just how quick a, a huge cow is how much time is spent inspecting that meat. You know how it's supposed to be USDA inspected? Yeah. So look at how much time under inspection. It's, bare, it's, really, it's literally seconds for an entire cow where the meat is actually inspected. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not great. Yeah, it's just, it's just, I just can't, you can't ignore facts. Facts are facts are facts. You know, chickens in chicken coops that are walking all over the dead chickens and disease. That's just yeah, the number of things that great. I could... There's a number of things that I could lay out for you, but I, I'm at that age now where my health is, uh, is, is, the, is I have to pay attention to it. And, uh -huh. then, and then B, you know, there's, there are other factors out there. And I have to be honest with you, Nick, I actually knew about some of these factors before I became a vegan. Mm -hmm. And because I was such a meat eater and I was such a proponent of meat, I just said, nah, come on, this isn't, you know, I kind of just... I wanted to put a blind eye and a blind ear towards it. Yeah, because you, know you, you were enjoying your steak too much. Well, That's like, right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. 
Well, look, before we, we don't want to start an uprising here with the listeners. <laughs> oh, my we'll, goodness. I hope, hopefully I'm not hated too much. Now. No, no. Hey, look, I think everybody likes it. Everybody likes a bit of, you know, this sort of stuff. They can leave comments. It starts conversation. So it's great, Dan. Don't sweat. Awesome. Awesome. But I think what most people are going to really want to know about, and so we, we will get straight to it, is, uh, you know, a, a bit about your 360 trader life. You know, I'm really keen to understand what sure. motivates you with that a lot more. Um, but firstly, how did you, you know, how did you get into investing? You know, I know you started in the early 90s um, and, you know, it would appear you have a knack for it. So how did that come about? You know, how have you gone from being a military man to becoming a, a full time trader? I take it, Dan, is that right? Yes, I actually and I'm an entrepreneur. I actually have, own two other businesses as well. So I, I kind of do a lot. You're doing loads. <laughs> You're doing yeah. loads. Okay, Dan. So I know everybody wants to know this. Uh, you know, you're you're very well known on Twitter for, you know, cryptocurrencies, talking about your 360 trader. But what I'd really love to know is how you started trading investing, because you do this full time now and, and being a military man and now being a full time trader. Where, where did that come from? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's a pretty basic um, story, really. But uh, I, it started in my early very, very early 20s. Um, I had just joined the military, but I was a financial wreck, okay. as are many uh, new recruits. <laughs> That's <laughs> why so many of them joined the military, but uh, I was a financial wreck. You know, I had a lot of debt, a lot of uh, uh, credit problems, um, and of course, not making much money. Um, mm -hmm. You know, as you know, you start out in the military, you, you really aren't making a whole lot. Um, you know, you can make a pretty decent income eventually, but it never starts out that way. Yeah, uh, never. So, so, and, you know, and then, of course, you, I, I fell in love uh, and uh, I wanted to get married, but I knew my financial situation was pretty dire. So I was like, I've got to stop this. I've got to do something about it. I've got to make a change. And, you know, when I decided to make a change, I literally make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like that with anything that I want to do in my life. You know, if I, if I want to make a change, I'm going to make it happen. So I, I said, I'm going to make this happen. I've got to make a change, but I don't know what to do. Um, I teach myself almost everything that I'm good at. So I, instead of going to, to a professional or sitting down with a counselor and paying a bunch of money, I literally, when my fiance went to Applebee's to, to work as a waitress, I spent that entire time at Barnes and Nobles reading book after book after book. Now, I didn't pay for a single book. They put all those nice, comfortable chairs inside Barnes and Nobles for a reason, right? Yep, true. <laughs> yeah, so why I, not? Yeah, I would sit in there for hours and literally read book after book after book. And I, everything from debt, how to get out of debt, to basic finances, to how do you save, to what is an emergency fund, to you name it. And, and that progressed, and I found my love for this material just exploding uh, until I got to the point of investing and, and I actually went and, and got a licenses from Primerica, uh, as, a I got my, uh, insurance license and then I got a securities okay. license and, and it just grew and grew until I started getting into the, you know, more of the wall street and the stock market. Yeah. And that's when the alarms went off in my head and I'm like, this is the ticket right here, you know, and I, I became very good at it. You know, I figured out very early on that I had the psychological profile, which as you know, or, or may not know, psychology is literally the key to whether you are going to be successful in trading or not. It's never the system. It's never no. the platform that you use. It's not your technique. It is literally, are, are you psychologically able to do it? 
Yeah, um, and I've learned that very quickly yes. by lo- by losing money. <laughs> I, if I could show you how many people just from being them being on my Twitter that I've converted from from trading world to the very much easier on your emotional, mental, physical health whole yeah. world, invest world of cryptocurrencies, you would be stunned. Many, many, many people, you know, uh, once they realize just how difficult trading is you know, become investors or holders, as they say in the crypto yeah. hold, holders, you know. Um, so, so that's basically where I got my, my go. And I actually had a company during the internet boom called uh, the Optimist Trader. I started that. Mm-hmm. And I started teaching people how to do what I do online. Literally, I would hold live online classes and I would teach people how to trade, how to read charts, you name it. I was teaching it. And this is stuff I was doing while I was in the service, while I was in the military. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where I got my foundation. That's how I built uh, myself. Now, flip over to now, all of a sudden, we have this new, fresh market called cryptocurrencies, where I saw the potential now for not just for people to get into something that's been around for years, but for people to have a chance yeah. to, get, to get in literally ground floor, which I still consider we are at right now. Oh, we are mega early days. So I completely Absolutely. agree with you. Absolutely. So now the average investor has a chance to be ground floor in a fresh, new, evolving market. Now, that doesn't make it any less scary, any less volatile, or any less risky. You still have to make sure that you're in the right you know, play, mm-hmm. the right trades, whatever the case might be. Sure. So that's hopefully that answered your, your question as to how I got started. Yeah, yeah, it did completely. And, and when did you get into cryptocurrencies? You know, what, when did you start trading in those? Uh, was so it- not, not from the get-go, but I'll just tell you this. I've been in it long enough to be in on the big three. When I say big three, that's what I call Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin. Yeah. Uh, since their early days, so I, when they were in single digits. So, um, you know, uh, I've been, uh, are you, are you still holding some of those positions Dan? if you don't mind me asking? So are you ready for this? Go for it. I, I haven't sold anything. Wow. I That's have cool. not sold. So oh, I I'm... trade, I trade, and this is, this is, uh, something that a lot of people are learning about me with three seats to trader. Mm-hmm. I trade stocks. I yeah. trade options. I am actually, my, my wife actually is is a very successful options trader. Oh, cool. That's uh, so, pretty handy. <laughs> yeah. So so I trade those markets. I do not trade cryptos. And I'll tell you why. I actually invest in them. I hold them, but I do not trade them. And the reason is because that market, the rules for trading are still being written for yeah, cryptocurrencies. Yeah. It's too fresh. It's too young. It's still evolving. We're not there yet. Exchanges are too risky. It's 24-7 just ask the traders how well they sleep at night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they don't. <laughs> they, they don't. They're, they're up all night. Their stomachs hurt. They're, they're having physical manifestations of stress uh, yeah. because it's a very volatile market. Yeah, I have to admit, I can, uh, I can feel their pain. I've been there and done that. You know, as I say, uh, I learned the hard way by sitting up all night, checking my yes. exchange, checking what's going on, and, and panic selling, you know. And then it, yeah. it, I, yeah. I look back at some of my trades from about two years ago. Um, well, one of them was on Ethereum, and I think it was at like $40 a coin, and it, it went 
it went up to 140 and then went back down to 40. And I thought, this is the end of everything. That's right. And, uh, and then it went down to $20. And I thought, oh my God, it's going to bottom out. And I sold out. And then within a week, it was up to like $400. Yes. Um, and I learned very, very quickly that, as you say, holding is is very key at the moment. Um, unless I think you'd probably agree with this. Uh, for example, if someone had bought Bitcoin at the beginning of last year and they sold it at its peak at the end of last year, that's a pretty good trade. Um, hey, profits are profits, brother. Yeah, too profits right. Profits are profits. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not saying it can't be done, but... but as Not day whole, trading, can it? It exactly, can't be day traded. It's exactly. It, it's impossible. Exactly. That's right. Um, and, you know, unless you... And then you get... There's people that feel that they, they get sucked into these silly pump and dump groups, don't they? And, and they, they fall for that trap where they see people buying and selling. They watch the charts go up and down. And they think they can join in on it and it all goes horribly wrong. Yeah, um, so these are very manipulative markets. They're very, very easy to manipulate. Um, and, and that's, A, because of the way the exchanges are so decentralized. The exchanges aren't offering the same price. As you mm -hmm. know, in the stock market, if I buy through Charles Schwab, it's going to be the same price as if I bought through Scott Trade. It's not, that's not the way this works in the crypto world. You know, the exchanges have different pricing. Uh, it's easy to manipulate those markets. Pump and dump groups abound. I love that the SEC is actually offering. I've actually sent this information to sell my followers who actually have evidence. Yep. They've taken snapshots from rooms. Uh, and I'm like, look, hey, here's the website. Here's the link. SEC is paying big bucks for information on these groups, anything that you can get. So I'm directing as many as I can. SEC. That's right. What is, it, what is that in the U.S., is it? If, the Security, Security and Exchange Commission, that's right. SEC. Wow, I'm going to make SEC. a note. If I can get a reward for grassing these people up, because I've seen so much of it, I'm, I'm that's for right. it. For, <laughs> that's right. If you have evidence um, that will direct them towards these pump and dumpers, yeah. they are looking for them. They are going after them. And I think it's great I because it's going to help to balance and level out the playing field. You know, we, there's enough volatility in cryptos without having to worry about price fluctuations because of the pump and dumps. Oh, it's just it's just cheating as well, isn't it, at the end of the day? There's 100%. People, there's poor people sitting there joining in on the hype saying, oh, yeah, you know, you can earn money on, you know, follow our pump and dump group and then they lose thousands and thousands of it i mean some some would argue that it's the it's the investor's fault but it's not is it really it's um it's what the i want yeah what i want people to understand is by getting involved in these groups in order for that to work somebody has to hurt yep in order for 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 that to happen you have to cause damage to someone else yeah, that's... That, there is no getting around that. So if if you know you have no scruples, no morals. I mean, if if you're going to participate in something like this, there's no accountability. You know, it's one of those things without law. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a very thin veil of civilization without rules and regulations at, for certain things. People, people, people just do crazy stuff. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? It's mad. It's it's, it's nuts. No accountability at all. No, and then particularly as the media is saying that everybody is turning into a Bitcoin millionaire overnight. Uh, <laughs> That's not helping. Oh, it'd be nice. We, I probably wouldn't be speaking to you, Dan, if, uh, if oh, that was the case. That's right. That's right. That's oh. right. That's not helping anybody. <laughs> okay. So tell me, 360 Trader, um, as you say, it's a life concept, uh, a whole person, a whole That's financial right. picture. 
explain it to anybody that's listening right now that is is thinking about getting into trading cryptocurrencies i I personally you know i followed you on twitter yeah uh and i I would advise anybody to to follow you on twitter as well which is that 360 trader uh, because you know the the advice you give out is honest and you know you don't over exaggerate things You're, you're, you're completely raw but explain to everybody what you do now because a lot of your content is free isn't it um, absolutely absolutely and literally uh, i would say 95 percent of it the only thing that i actually charge for is something that was I've, i'm offering by demand because it was asked for and that's my and that just recently started that's a monthly ico report that i release and that's you know me scouring the hundreds and hundreds of icos to find uh those that i believe will be successful in the future and then mm-hmm. put, putting that out by way of a report but Everything else that I've done, everything that I do with my portfolios, you know, I say portfolio all the time because that's really what it is. You yeah. know, you, you, you have these portfolio. All of my portfolios right now I have the million dollar hold portfolio. Uh, I have the bottom feeder portfolio. And in April, towards the end of April, I'm going to initiate the uh, what I call the submarine portfolio, which will be uh, all sub sub penny um, cryptos that I believe okay. have the best chance of being successful in the future. But everything that I've done, I do for free. You know, I have a chart school starting in April. It's okay. going to be free online, live YouTube. You can watch me and I'm going to start from the bottom. So someone that has no idea how to chart, no idea what they're looking at, they will be able to get on there and, and I'll teach them from square one, basic chart stuff. But That's I cool. do need to say this, the 360, why I get that all the time. Why 360? What does that mean? Yes, it's about a whole 360 financial picture, but it's also about your life. Yeah. You know, I, that's why I post other things. You know, I, I post pictures of beautiful things that I see. I post some of my hobbies, paintings, other – I post family stuff because crypto should have a spot in your life, but only that spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's consuming people. It is literally destroying lives. I'm telling you, I get DMs from people that are like, my my wife is upset at me or my boyfriend is – yes, boyfriend because there's women in crypto too. Yeah, there my is. My boyfriend is upset at me because I'm spending all my time doing this. I'm addicted. I need help. I'm, I'm telling you, I get this <laughs> stuff really? all wow. the time. Yes, because it's it, it can consume you completely and a lot of that is because of that million dollar millionaire overnight you know i can be a millionaire overnight it's that enticement so the 360 trader is about putting crypto in its spot crypto is but a mere fraction a mere portion of what else i do are your are your debts paid are your bills paid um you know can you afford to feed your family do you have emergency uh uh, cash stashed away okay are all of those other blocks checked that's so, part of the 360. See, I wasn't aware of that at all. I, I, I didn't know that you were doing more, more of that too. I thought you were just completely uh, cryptocurrency focused. So that's that's news to me. And that's even more interesting, actually. So Absolutely. Unfortunately, Twitter is so, uh, it's so hard on Twitter because it's just a, a row of tweets. Yeah, well, so people, and, if people don't see your latest tweet, they probably miss the ones five down. You know what I mean? Yeah, so exactly. It's yeah, very limited. It is. And so anybody that's new, yeah, let's start this. Anyone that's new to crypto or hasn't even put a penny or, or, or a dollar into it, um, what, what what's your first tip? What's your first bit of advice? Apart from listening to your stuff, of course, and that's my advice. Um, it yeah. would be unfair for you to say that. But for me, yeah. I would say that definitely. But what's your, your biggest tip to anybody that's starting or that would like to? Before they put a in? penny. 
be sit down with your family go over it with them be an open book don't hide anything be honest about the money that you have that you can risk mm-hmm. be honest about the amount that you can risk that you can afford to put into crypto make sure everything else is okay you know your family's bills are being paid everything else is okay make sure that you assess your risk levels first mm-hmm. for example you have to ask the hard questions are we okay if we lose this money that's the first question would you be okay would your family be okay if you lost this money if the answer is no you need to reevaluate the money that you're putting in there okay or the portion that you're putting in there. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. This is before sure. you invest a dime. It's not about, you don't just jump in and say, which one do I pick? No, there's other things you need to do first. And that is the self-analysis, the self-evaluation, being an open book with your family, make sure everybody's on the same sheet of music. Fair enough. That's that's a good start. Uh, you can really get better advice than that. And then I know I get this quite a lot and you might find this difficult as well. I get lots of people asking me, where's the best place to trade uh, as a beginner? What what would be your opinion for that? So uh, honestly, that depends on what currency you're looking for, because as you know, not all exchanges carry all Mm -hmm. currencies. You know, you can buy the, um, the big three, uh, from Coinbase and then, you know, transfer that. But, you know, I like Binance. Um, I've used KuCoin. Uh, I, I have Kraken. I have accounts all over, but I have those because, like I said, not all exchanges have every coin. Now, yeah. let me say this. Do not leave your tokens on the exchange. Do not leave your cryptocurrencies on the exchange. It's too risky. We've seen time and time again uh, of exchanges locking down, of them getting hacked, of tokens disappearing, uh, and so on and so forth. Now, so, in saying that, I cannot recommend a wallet because that, again, depends on what you're holding, yeah. what you have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would definitely recommend a hard hardware wallet or cold storage. That means an offline storage, or uh, I would recommend people look into also paper wallets. So we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. And just to clarify for people that might not understand the token part of things, um, just to explain that a bit more. I mean, we're talking balance, aren't we, in exchange, basically. Any money that's not invested in a coin that's not being held, that's sitting on your, your exchange balance. Is that what yeah, you mean by yeah. tokens? Yeah, and your, and your cryptocurrencies. You know, don't leave your cryptocurrencies on the exchanges. Uh, you know, other than maybe, I mean, you know, a Coinbase, I know most people do because they're going to move that. But, yeah. you know, you want, you want your cryptocurrencies, you want your tokens safe. Yeah. You want to own them. You know, you want to make sure you have the private keys. A lot of times when they're on the exchanges, you don't actually have control of that token or that crypto per se. So you want to get those tokens and you want to put them somewhere in a wallet, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and there's tons of research and we could do a whole nother episode on wallets. But um, yeah, my recommendation recommendation is cold storage or paper wallets, especially for the holder. Uh, the person that's investing long term. So, you know, you're teaching me something here. So I've got currently I've got some I'm not going to say the exchange, uh, <laughs> but I've got some money. Sure, on sure. An, I've got some money invested in it through an exchange uh, on 20 different coins. And sure. I'm, I'm holding it within the exchange. How do I 
in fact, maybe this is something for off of this, but you're telling me that I shouldn't be holding it in the exchange, even though they're invested in coins through that exchange. I should be putting them in a... That is correct. A, right, okay. Well, we'll talk about that. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tap you up on that one. Okay, so... Anytime. Uh, that, that's really interesting. I always thought that was quite safe, but obviously not. I always thought it was when it was held as a balance within the exchange. So I'm definitely going to change that straight sure. away. And I'm sure there's lots of people listening that will do the same too. Yeah, I'll be more than willing to help you out with that. Okay, that's really, really kind of you. Um, okay, so how can anybody get in touch with you? Uh, what What's coming up? What Are there key dates coming up that people need to be awesome. listening to what you're doing? Um, that's what I'm interested in. That's what other people will be interested in too. So name Fantastic. me some dates. Yeah, so I mean, if they get on my Twitter uh, and they put me on alerts and notifications, you know, everything that I do, everything I have coming up, I literally post on there. I also do have... Um, uh, my website, it's the360trader.com. Okay. Uh, and uh, right now I have a, a, a pretty awesome competition contest going on. I don't know if you're aware of that. but Yeah, yeah, I think I'm on, I think I'm on it. Yeah, so I have a contest coming up. It actually ends uh, 1 April is the last day to submit, but the prizes are pretty, pretty incredible for that. And it's literally a two-page um, it's literally a two page, uh, paper on the 360 life and some questions that I put out there, but like the grand prize is, um, you know, one includes like one Litecoin, a Bitcoin sculpture from Bitcoin gallery, which by the way, if, if you have not seen Bitcoin gallery.art, this guy is absolutely fantastic. His name is Viking on Twitter. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. He does sculptures of Bitcoin of many tokens and cryptocurrencies, they're absolutely beautiful. You should check it out. Definitely. Um, it also, yeah, it includes uh, six months of my 360 Trader ICO picks. And okay. I do a painting and a painting. So that's the grand prize. Wow. Yeah. So there's and loads. Have, yeah. And then second place has four prizes and third place has two prizes. So, yeah. So th there's that. There's the, um, oh, I have my Dallas meetups tomorrow night at seven. So um, I put that out as well. That's going to be at the Hilton. Okay. Um, and, and that, that location is also on my Twitter as well. Um, and that's tomorrow night at 7. And what are you sharing at the meetup, Dan? So that's, that's an opportunity. And that's the, the thing that I don't like about Twitter is yep. the fact that it's pretty one-sided. Everybody yeah. kind of gets to know me, but I don't really get to know uh, any of my followers. So as I travel, I'm going to try to do these meetups where I get to actually sit down with and meet some of the people that follow me on Twitter and they can kind of get inside my head and I can answer questions and just meet them. It gives me a chance to, to see who they are. Yeah, it must be a bit odd when you're communicating with everybody all the time, it's, like, like yeah. you say, and, and you don't even know who they are. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. And I have free Discord. I, uh, this, the other reason why I'm, I'm going to be doing a free Discord is because of how restrictive Twitter is um, for them, to, my, my, my members, to interact with each other. Twitter, they don't really get a chance to unless you're on the same thread. Yeah, exactly. Like you can miss them, can't you? That's anyway, right. So it's so very by easy. having the Discord channel, um, that should should start in April. Um, you know, my members will be able to get in there and kind of talk amongst themselves and bounce things off of themselves. Plus, I'll be in there as well. So that's coming up in April. Um, I have the free the free chart school starting in April. Cool. Uh, which we kind of talked about a little bit. So I, I like to to keep things rolling. Oh, we have the submarine portfolio that's going to start probably the last week in April. And um, that's the same way I did my bottom feeder portfolio, brother. I'm doing it the same way. I'll actually be scouring the fields of cryptocurrencies to find five uh -huh. sub pennies, very inexpensive uh, penny, uh, sub penny type cryptos 
that I'm going to put into a portfolio called the submarine portfolio. Um, and we did the same thing with the bottom feeder portfolio, you know, 500 bucks, a hundred, a hundred bucks in each play. Yep. And it's a whole portfolio. I'm, we're going to do it again, but we're going to do it with sub pennies and that's free. Perfect. And how are they looking at the moment or have they been a bit slammed recently of the last two or three weeks of cryptocurrencies? Well, yeah, you know, everything, uh, well, alts are seeing a little bit of a bounce, but you know, uh, it's funny cause I'm actually in, in my portfolios uh, actually for, for years. Some people think they're holding, but they're really only looking three to six months down the road. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a little yeah. bit more dangerous. Um, I'm, I'm actually in this for the long haul because I know what I know yeah. about the type of money that has not yet entered this market. Absolutely. We're really early, aren't we? At the end of the That's day, right. the, we're, right. we're still waiting for the heavy, heavy investors. And we're talking billions of dollars, millions and billions of pounds to fly in. That, I'm glad you've said that because I've been talking about that for such a long time. There's so many people that that disagree with me, but then, you know, there's the odd few that do agree. And I believe the odd few will be the, uh, the victors at the end of all of this in 10, 15, 20 years time. Well, um, the economy, you're right. The economy of the crypto marketplace does not exist for institutional investing. No. It's not secure enough. They can't handle the trading size and remember, with stocks, there's not an asset that you have to hold. With cryptocurrencies, they have to hold that token somehow. Yeah. They have to have a way, a method that's safe yeah. to hold that. So there's many things that – now, they're being built. The yeah. technologies are being built for institutional investing, but it's not here yet. No, not yet. I'm just, I think we're close to it. And I think, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are suggesting that it's bad news that the world is is cracking down uh, on cryptocurrencies, but all. it's not. It's actually not the best thing that can happen. Short term, it's going to be a killer. And, Absolutely. you know, there's going to be a lot of sleepless nights for a lot of people. But I think long term, it's actually for the better, um, for sure. But with that in mind, where do you see Bitcoin in, in 10 years time? Do you see that still floating around or do you see that as going to going to die, die its death? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so if you really want to get deep down into my head, I believe Bitcoin is going to be a killer. I believe it is going to reach 30,000, 50,000, possibly even 100,000. I'm a believer in that. Mm -hmm. However, one day, I believe Bitcoin is going to go the road of, uh, if I'm talking far into the future, yeah, is, yeah. Going, is going to go the road of K. Martin Sears. Yeah. <laughs> K. Martin Sears were kings of their time. Yeah. Bitcoin is the king. Yeah. And it's going to stay the king for quite a while. However, I don't believe it's going to be the everlasting king. No, I completely agree. Well, it's the same, you know, when the, you know, the dom dot com boom and all that, how that went a bit tits up and, and the same with computers as well. You remember, um, what was the old, what, what was the old software on computers that you still AOL? On? <laughs> Not AOL's gone, but yeah, exactly. I, I can't even think of it. MS-DOS. Yeah, there you go. MS-DOS. That was yeah. amazing back in the day, wasn't it? And people thought it's of never going to go, but it's gone completely. It's vanished. That's and right. We've got, you know, far greater things now. And that's what people need to keep their eye on is, right. is those opportunities. But before we wrap this up, another one I want to ask your opinion on is... Sure. is uh, XRP by Ripple Labs. Uh, Ripple Labs, sorry. What's your view on XRP, and where do you see that being? So it's funny because the the camps on XRP 
are violent warriors. <laughs> no matter <laughs> no matter what side you're on, it's it's full of violent warriors. You know, you have your your anti XRP camp, and yeah. they are hardened hardened, and then you have your your pro XRP camp, and they are hardened hardened. But let's look at the facts. Yeah, show me a token. Show me a crypto that is as far along, as far advanced, has done as much as, and has the biggest outlook than Ripple, than XRP does. And I know that Ripple is not XRP. I know XRP yep. is not Ripple. I don't want to get into that. That's a whole yeah, we won't go there. <laughs> but, but, and however, show me one. I mean, but, they're, but, they're, but these people that are anti-XRP are going to be pro a crypto that has no product. Yeah which 90% of them have no technology yet. It's the thought of a technology. You have all these ICOs that are based on a technology that doesn't exist. People put their money in it, hoping and praying that it's going to come to pass. Yeah, exactly. You do not have that situation with XRP. You have it actually being tested and used by Western Union, yada, 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 yeah. yada, yada. I am full speed ahead, Ripple XRP. Well said, Dan. I'm with you on that too. <laughs> I'm so pleased Absolutely. you said that. I, I've got, um, I'll let you see it as well. I'll forward you the link after this, which I'm going to upload later on this week. I've got an article I wrote about why XRP is the future. Um, sure. Loads and loads of points on that. Yeah, yeah, I'll send it, it to you so you can have a look on it. Um, but yeah, I applaud you with that one. And that, what people are missing is I think it's so undervalued right now. I mean, it's still below a dollar and I do not understand why it's so undervalued. It is, it is. But it when it, when it takes the world by storm, which it will, yep. I mean, when it dominates the economy and it will, then there'll be a lot of people shaking their heads. And I'm telling you, and I, I've said it from, you can go way back in my Twitter days and I'll still say it today. I believe XRP will make, it has already made millionaires, but will make a ton more millionaires. Yeah, I believe so too. I believe so. As especially as it's been adopted so early. I mean, correct. Well, I have to admit, uh, most of my uh, investment is in XRP. I hold quite a considerable amount of coins with it, and I will hold that for as many years as possible. Well, um, we're on the same boat, brother. Yeah, I think it's the one. Um, but by the way, anybody listening, this is not financial advice at all. This That's is just right. our, our opinions and belief. Right. And, and make sure you do your research research um look dan it's been really nice chatting to you I've, been I've, my pleasure i've personally learned a lot i look forward to seeing you know more of your content and and some of the useful information that you put out but if anyone's listening uh wants to connect with with dan it's known as the 360 trader uh just remind me is it 360 underscore trader dan on twitter that is correct and make sure you, you follow him. As I said, really useful information for beginners, people that have been doing it for a few years, and even to keep your mind fresh if you're, or you consider yourself uh, an experienced investor. Um, but before we go, I have one crazy question to ask you. You know, you seem like a very genuine chap, but uh, tell me about the time you got tasered by the police. <laughs> yeah well unfortunately i kind of already blew the 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 tail of that one because everybody already knows i'm security forces so it was uh at the, uh, okay, the academy fine. Oh, okay. yeah and yeah i'm the biggest guy in the room and, and yep. of course i'm also the highest ranking everybody's getting trained on the taser gun uh -huh. and so they want to see if anybody wanted to volunteer uh, and like a dummy, and I do say dummy because it's one of the dumbest things I've ever done. Yeah, I, I went ahead and raised my hands and went up front and got tasered. And let me tell you, 
It is one of the worst experiences I have ever had in my life. I can imagine. I can only imagine. And there's no way you'd ever catch me tasered. I'd be throwing myself <laughs> on the floor before they even got it out. I will do whatever <laughs> you want me to do. <laughs> I think what you're going to have to do, Dan, is you're going to have to start. Uh, you've made submissions on Twitter where you said <laughs> you said if a certain coin reaches a certain level, you're going to eat eat a burger. I, think I did. You, I think you need to start setting the level a bit higher and say you're going to get tasered. Oh, brother, I promise you this. That will never happen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dan, great talking to you. And um, thanks so much for your time. And I look forward to seeing more of your Nick, content online. it's been online. my pleasure, brother. Thank you so much. You're a star. Have a great afternoon. You as well. Cheers. Bye-bye. So guys, that was Dan, or AKA 360 underscore trader. You'll find him on Twitter. I highly recommend any of you that are very interested in cryptocurrencies and how to trade or invest in them uh, to follow Dan on, on Twitter because I've learned an awful lot. And as you probably realized within this episode, I've also learned a, a little bit from him. And he is, as I've already said, and you must have worked out, an extremely genuine guy. It really does know his stuff. And uh, you know, the fact that he's dedicating so much of his time to all of us to educate us and help us along the way and, and make some money, you know, he definitely deserves some follows, retweets and some feedback. So I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, if you have any questions for me or you want to get in touch or you, any suggestions for any new people to come onto the show that you want to hear from, um, I'm very ambitious and I will get in touch with anybody to bring them onto the show. So you can do this by sending me an email to freebs, F-R-E-E-B-Z-E, -E, and the number 15 at gmail.com. Or head over to my website, nick-stacy.com, and fill in the contact form. Or alternatively, you can check me out on Twitter. Uh, simply type in at magicnickstacy. Please follow me and get in touch. And you will also find me on Instagram as the Nick Stacy Podcast Show. So if you liked this episode and you haven't already done so, I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe. You now have many, many options to do so. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Google Play. You can find me on anchor.fm. You can find me on Stitcher, Overcast and iTunes, all of which you'll be able to subscribe and listen to my content. But once again, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, I do this for all of you guys to bring you some new skills and educate yourselves. And at the same time, it teaches me and educates me on more subjects and topics. So look, thank you so much for listening in and hopefully you'll check in again soon. Take care.